such a nice atmosphere this morning. Thank God for his presence already. He's here. Amen. The Lord Jesus is here. And the devil is already defeated. We are walking in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to his name. Amen. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord Jesus Christ. We welcome you this morning, Father. We welcome your presence this morning. We know that you are here, Father, confirming your word that whatever two or three will be gathered in your name, you will be there. Amen. Father, we can feel your presence. We know in our heart that there is something moving, telling us, Father, that you are here, Lord. Amen. We love you with all our heart. We glorify your name, Lord Jesus Christ. We want to surrender ourselves to you, Lord, give you the whole preeminence, Father, for this service. May you, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, continue to move among us, Father. We desire a closer walk with you, Father. We desire that you talk and speak to our heart, Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Even though, Father, there is many need among us, but you are the Jehovah Jireh, the one who has already provided, Father. There is already a solution for healing. There is already a solution, Father, for whatever trouble might be on our way, Father. We love you with all our heart, Jesus Christ. I bless your name. I bless your people, Father. I bless your word this morning, Lord. Also, I bless our past, Lord, as he's traveling back, Lord. Lord, we pray that you be with him as well. Lord, we commit the remainder of the service in your hand. Put, may you put me aside. And may you speak the word of truth, Father. Only the word can change. Only the word can, Father, increase faith, Father. Not a man can help another man, but only you can help, Father. So, Father, we welcome your presence this morning. We glorify your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Do you love him this morning? Amen. Glory to your name. Thank you, Thank you brother Ray and uh, all the musicians. God bless you richly. Thank God for his presence. And sorry for taking long a little bit. I didn't. Uh, but uh, I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord and thank you for each one of you for bringing the leak of fire and making this atmosphere by his grace. We know when the atmosphere is right, there are many things that can happen. We glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just want to read the word of God and then I'll let you sit. I invite you to go to the word of God in in Mark 10, I 
So before reading, I just want to convey also the greetings for Pastor Malcolm and Brother Jean-Claude, my brother, and Pastor Steve from Montreal. I've been away for, for almost one month, I believe, and thank you for your prayers. Thank you for keeping us in our prayers. The opportunity to preach two times, or four times, maybe, four times, two in French, two in English. But, um, and God was good. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. And I was able to stream to some services, but uh, not all of them towards the end. But um, I just thank you for God is, what God is doing, and thank you for your prayers as well. It's good to have Brother Maxwell with us. He's also been ministering to Alaska. Thank God for that. And thank God for bringing him back, him back home safely. Amen. I mean, I'm thankful for what God has been speaking to our heart recently. Amen. Brother Andrew and Brother John speaking to us, and God speaking to us through them. So thankful that God was always in each service. Mark 10, I think you're already there, 28:30. Then Peter began to say unto him, first we can start from 27 maybe. Then Jesus, looking upon them, said, with them it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Amen. 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 Then we can go to Revelation 3 21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. Amen. May God bless his word and can have a seat. Greet all the visitors as well. I believe you have been felt welcome. Just want to say that God does not have any debt to anybody. God does not have any debt to anybody. He does not owe anybody anything. God is powerful. God is mighty. God gives back everything that you give to him. If you give him anything, he will give you 100 fold, but according to his promise, 
We see that happening among us, that we have left the world, but God has given us brothers and sisters, given us families, and give us places where to be, people who love us and people who understand us. When we go through trials, God put make them aware, make them aware and around us. God is so mindful of every situation, and God is good. Wonderful, amen. That's what he's saying there. You know, we has given, I will give you a hundredfold. I will give you brothers. I will give you, I will give you houses. I will give you brethren. I will give you sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution. And in the world to come, eternal life. God has promised us eternal life. God has given to the overcomer eternal life. He will give him eternal life. And we know that eternal life is, is, is something that no one else can give but God himself. Praise be to God. I want to preach this morning, uh, maybe in a, a different way, but I just bear with you that uh, I ask you to bear with me that we just go through it slowly and see what God is going to speak to our heart. God wants to encourage us that he cares for us. God wants to encourage us that he has not left that alone. God wants to encourage us that he knows the situation we are going through. God knows every situation. There's nothing that is go behind him being aware of that. And I just want to preach about the greatest things for the overcomer. As you are an overcomer, God has given you the greatest things. The greatest thing that God has given you, we can discuss and maybe do different ways and different quotes suggesting that or mentioning that. God has given us eternal life. Amen. God has given us the Holy Spirit. God has given us great things for us, amen? But God has also given us something to help us to become better overcomers. That's what I want to talk about this morning. But when I'm saying, how can I overcome? He says, now we expect it to be tested. As I was with my, just my brother there, as I was there, and then uh, I was church and I was preaching, I was there, and he's also a preacher. He has preached here four times. Um, but as I was over there, he's, he's, he's a brother who went through many things. He's in my family, he went through many things, through many trials, through many different things. But he has kept uh, his head high, he's always positive, he's always sweet, he's always encouraging, he's always sharing, he's always giving. Then I just realized, oh God, there is, there is something that happens to a man who goes through so many things. There is uh, something that produces... Uh, that's just beyond what he could, uh, a man can, another man could produce. Only God can work that, that way. And I started dipping on that, and there was another minister who came that, and he spoke also on that same thought. And so it was like an encouragement as well, and just to, we want to share some of them this morning. Are you good with that this morning? The prophet says, how can I overcome? He says, we are expected to be tested. That's a good lesson for my brother back there also. He that cometh to God must first be tested. Tested what? With the word, the prophet says. Tested with the word. That's God's test. He says, do you believe? He that cometh to God must be tested. That, that only shows a true child then. So the test is there to show us who is the true child. The test is not to show who was a false child, but he's going to show you that you are a true child. Listen to what the prophet says. See, to be tested, when the test comes on, you can't overcome lest there is a test given to you. 
But when test is given, it's to see whether you can overcome or not. Lord, if I want to be an overcomer, there must be a test for me to overcome. I'm talking to myself there. If I want to be an overcomer, there must be a test for me to overcome. Jesus said, to him that overcometh, the test. The test is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. That's what I'm taking my title from. The test is the greatest thing that ever come, overcome, that ever happened to the overcomer. The test is the greatest thing that ever happened to the overcomer. I believe it's written in the scripture. Peter said that our trials are worth more to us than precious gold. It's a testing time. It's one good evidence to us that God is with us. Lord, I thought that if we are with me is when everything is going fine, when there is no test, when there is no trouble, when there is nothing. But what I'm saying is it's a good evidence. I know the church might be quiet on us on that, but it's okay, right? <laughs> it's a good evidence to us that God is with us when we are tested. For all children of God are tested and tried. So while we are on this side, end of quote there, while we are on this side, if we have to answer to the ones we have answered to the call of God, we should be expected to be tested. We should be expected to be tried. If you are an overcomer, we should be expecting that. We cannot go around it. We cannot bypass it. It's part of the Christian life. It's part of our walk. It's part of what God is using us to train us to get closer to him. It's part of God molding us. It's part of God showing what is inside of us. It's part of God magnifying himself. It's part of God glorifying himself. If we could even have an opportunity, we could maybe say what Maxwell preached one time. The test is the opportunity, God, to show the testimony. God is working on your testimony when you are going through a trial. May God help us to change the way we see and look at a trial. A trial is not to put you down. A trial is to show the true character that you are. Oh God, give us grace to overcome the trials. Give us grace to become real overcomers when we are going through trials. Give us the strength to recognize who we are. Obviously, I'm not talking about self-inflicted trials or tests that sometimes we can self-try ourselves. We can go around the word of God. We know David went through some trials. You know, it was a self-inflicted, we can call it self-inflicted trial. You know, when they took someone as a wife and went the other way, the wrong way, maybe God would have changed. It was still the perfect way. It was, it, was, it was the wife through whom Solomon should have come. God had different ways. Maybe he would have died in the war by himself, and then God would have made it arranged. But he went a shortcut. He went a shortcut, and he went his own way. And then he went to a trial. God had to ask him, what do, you want, what do you want to choose for what I have to punish you for? If you are choosing a wrong way, God will punish you. There will be a weeping. There will be something you have to go through because God cannot leave that alone. The prophet says, if you are going to, you are going to get a weeping for it. Just remember that, yes, indeed, you'll reap what you sow out. And God keeps his word. He says, but whatever you take, whatever you do, take your weeping here. Get right up and straighten up and say, Father, here I am. So even if you have a, self, a self-inflicted trial, there is still a way out. 
There's still a way we can come to God and say, God, here I am. I recognize that I made a mistake. I recognize that I went the wrong way. That's what David that's what David went through, and David recognized it. Psalm 51, and he came back. And Psalm 51 produced one of the greatest prayers we can say, and we refer to it. God change my heart, God change my heart, God give me a heart like yours. All that come from a self-inflicted trial, but also having the right approach to it. The devil has been fighting my voice a little bit, so it's okay. I'm not, I'm not necessarily crying, but sometimes I can cry. <laughs> it's just the devil has been working on my voice, but has been trying to disturb me during this week, and I think, oh, maybe it's a proof that I'm on the right channel. <laughs> says, Father, here I am. Whip me just as thou seest fit. Lord, here I am. That's right. Then and walk right back with a hallelujah in your heart. God lets the whip down on you just to say, yes, Lord, I deserve every bit of it. Just keep on going. God will take you through all right. It will be over one of these days. So as a true believer, we make mistakes. You make the wrong decisions. But there is a way out. Come back. Come back and confess and repent. And God will make a way out. And God will lead you. And God will give you the victory. Amen. For those who are, this morning I'm talking for those who are walking with God, for those who are trusting God, for those who don't want to do things willingly, things that are wrong willingly, but those who want to say, God, I want to please you. I want to walk with you. I want, I want your life to be expressed in my life. I want to see you being manifested in me. I want the reality of Jesus Christ. And God says, I'm going to give you one of the greatest things for you. One of the best things for you. Even in a permissive will, as a true son of God, God does have a permissive will and he will let you walk in it. Notice he permits it all right, but he will make it work out for his glory in his permissive will. So even when you unwillingly mistakes and you go the permissive will, if you have the right approach and come back and repent, God is able to change that permissive will to work for the glory of his perfect will. That's the opportunity God gives to the overcomer. That's the opportunity that God is telling you now. If as an overcomer, if you are going through a test, he doesn't want you to remain and continue thinking that God is always continually punishing you for the same thing. If, God, if you repent, God has given you a way back. God is working now on you. God is working now on me. Oh, God, help me. The prophet says in the marriage of the Lamb, it says, we know that there is going to be a bride. There is going to be a wedding supper served in the skies. That's just as sure to be as God is because that his word and we know that those that are going to make up that bride is going to be his church and are going to appear before him without spot or wrinkle. And they have the material on earth now to make themselves ready. 
We have now the word to make ourselves ready. We have received everything that it takes to, take the, to have the rapture. We have everything that is needed to have the new birth. We have everything that is needed to be an overcomer. And the prophet continues, says, now if you notice it says, she has made herself ready. So many says, if the Lord will take this evil spirit from me, from drinking or from gambling or from lying or from stealing, I'll serve him. It sounds right, it sounds correct, it sounds good, and we do that, and we say that. God, if you take this from me, I believe that I'm going to serve you better. But the prophet says, but that's up to you. See, you got to do something too. You have to work in parallel with God. You have to work in coordination with God. He said, they that overcome shall inherit all things, they that overcome, you have power to do it. You have power to do it, but you must be willing uh, to lay down. What we need is to be willing to lay down. We have the power to do it. You have the power to give it. You have the power to give up. You have the power to leave something around. But are you willing to lay it down? Are you willing to say, God, I accept the free gift that you have given me. I accept the power that you have given me. I accept the liberty in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you willing to do that? Lord, I want to be willing to do that. He said, they that overcome, you have power to do it, but you must be willing to lay it down. She has made herself ready. I like that word. You see, God will not push us through a little pipe and pull us out on the other hand and then saying, blessed he is that overcometh. He's not going to let you go through a certain things and say, oh, I know, just lay down, everything's going fine. He says, no, you have to do something. Oh, praise be to God. You have to do something too. He says you had nothing to, you had nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through. But you've got to make decision for yourself. You have to make decision for myself. In doing that, we show our faith and respect to God. So believe, I still believe that the test is the best thing, the best tool that is given to you and I. As an opportunity to become an overcomer. As an opportunity to show that we are the overcomer. So if that prayer we say, God, make me an overcomer. In other words, we are saying, God, give me more tests. God, give me more tests so that I can become a better overcomer. The prophet says in the message, and I like this, says what is in that hand, he says, don't expect a flower bed of ease. If everybody talked good about me and everything went fine and I didn't have any troubles and trials, I will go back to the altar and say, Lord, what's the matter here? God, help me. That's what our, as a Christian, maybe we have, we have, we have, we have forgotten that part. As a human being, don't take me wrong. There is a balance to everything. You have to make everything. You have to make a bank secure. You have to make everything. You have to, you have to fill it up your pharmacy room. You have made up the thing. You guarantee that there is nothing that can 
You want a life of ease. You don't want any surprises. You don't want anything. You just want to relax and just come to church and praise the Lord and go back home. Everything's fine. You are healthy. You're strong. You are rich. Whatever you're in need of. The only trials that you maybe have is only if you go to Timothon and you see on oh, no, you know the coffee is oh the coffee that that taste is different for what you want. And that's the trial you want. The small things, you know, just 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 that little things, you know. Oh. Oh, no, no, that, that, the shirt that I want, it is not a shirt, that, you know, it's a different shirt. I want the nice shirt. That, that's the trial. Of the, the other trials is for other people. No, I just want, to, I just waiting for the rapture. I, I, just, I just want the rapture, you know, that's all. I believe the message, I want perfect faith. Oh, God, I'm listening to the tapes. That's perfect faith for me, and that's it. And I, oh, all is well. Oh, praise be to God. I'm a Christian. I'm a message believer. I'm an overcomer in the time of Laodicea. God says, no. When everything is fine, you are in a dangerous spot. When everything is good, it's not good for you as a Christian. Everything is fine. You have to come to the altar. God, what's going on? What's going on when everything is so fine? Everything is so good. I have a wonderful job. I have everything. Everything is just perfect. What's going on? God, help me, Lord. Help me, Father. There is something wrong. For all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's the Bible. That's what Jesus said, the prophet says. He can't fail. His words are true. All, not just some of them. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's why I read that Mark in Mark 10. It says, I will give you all these things. But don't forget, with persecution, it's part of all the blessings. As far as I'm giving you all these blessings, as far as I will keep you safe, as far as I will give you a good health, as far as I will do the things, as I will give you a good job, but don't forget that there must be persecutions as well. Lord, help me to be expecting for persecutions. Israel, maybe I'll say, maybe the event is going there. I'm not a political. I'm just trying to, to make one. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe, the, maybe the mistake was there just to relax and to know that everything is fine. All my gates are fine. All my, all my borders are fine. Everything's fine. So I should not expect anything. Be ready for anything that the enemy can try to come there. Because that as a believer, you have to fight for every inch. You have to fight for what you have. You have to fight for your family. You have to fight for a Christian life. You have to fight for every promise that God has given you. There are only two stages on my, on my, on my point of view. Two stages for a Christian. Preparing for trouble or being in trouble. If you get out of trouble, you should be preparing for another trouble. There are only two stages. As you're preparing for trouble, or you are dealing with, dealing with a trouble at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean that troubles are good when I have not done anything wrong? Yes. Yeah. Troubles are very good for each and every one of us. Yeah. 
The prophet says in Hebrews chapter 4, Now see how they fell short because they sinned and come short of the glory. God showed them the pillar of fire. He showed them signs and wonders. He led them out. He brought them into temptation to try and prove them. Haven't you had a lot of temptations? The prophet asked. Don't complain about them. Rejoice. God is with you. God, help me to rejoice because you are with me. You will help me. You will guide me. You will give me strength. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver him from all of them. Not one of them, all of them. Glory to his name. The prophet continues, says, he is trying to prove your faith. Look at Job in the Old Testament when he said, have you considered my servant Job? A just man, a perfect man. There is none like him on the earth. He said, sure, you got him hedged up. He doesn't have any troubles, doesn't have any worries. He doesn't have any financial burdens. Everything is fine. He doesn't have any sickness, any pain. Let me have him. In the mind of the devil, he's thinking, because Job has all these things, that's why he's serving God. He doesn't have any trouble, doesn't have any worries, doesn't have any financial burdens, everything fine. He doesn't have any sickness, any pain. That's why he's serving God. Oh, we don't want to join the devil's mind to think, oh, because I have everything, because I have this, because I have everything. Oh, that's the reason why I'm serving God. Why? That's the reason. It proves that I'm a real servant of God. He says, no, don't think that way. Let's read Job 1, Job 1 20, 22. We can't preach on, on trials without reading Job. It's not one of the favorite books to read when everything is fine. Job 1, 20, 22. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon his ground and worshipped. As we read that, we know, if we can go a little bit. Let's read it a bit. Thought they'd written that. Excuse me, brother. Job 14. Then came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the axes feeding beside him. The Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yet they have slain the servant with the age of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and have burned up the sheep and the servant and consumed them. I only escaped and alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The children that children made up out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, slain the, the servants with the age of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell them. While he was yet speaking, there came yet another and said, The sun.
sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking and wine in their elders. And behold, there came a great wind from the windows and smote the four corners of the house and fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I only, I only am escaped alone to tell you. One after that, 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 one after that. But the Bible said, then Job arose and ran his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. And what did he do? Oh, worship God. After all this bad news, God just worshiped God. That's the attitude of a Christian. Not hearing all the bad news and start complaining, but God help me to worship you in the midst of the trials. In the midst of the testing, in the midst of what I'm going through, help me to worship you, Lord. Give me the revelation of true worship in the midst of the trials, because that's where is my victory. My victory is the faith that I have in the word of God. If the faith that I have faith in the word of God, it will show by my attitude how I worship you in the midst of trials. And he said, naked came out of the, my mother's womb and makes myself, and naked shall I return thee. The, the Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Check in the Bible. It's again God who provokes Satan to talk about Job. He is an infinite God. Do you think that God did not know what Satan, Satan will suggest next if God provoked him to talk about Job? God is infinite. God knows everything. So I, I'm going to mention this because I know he's going to mention that. But I'm working on a plan. The devil doesn't know my plan, but I'm working on a plan. I'm working to show how great I am. I'm working to show how Job is also an overcomer. I'm working to show how I am a deliverer. I'm working to prove and show all my attributes as God a healer, as God a restorer. Not a restorer in part, but a restorer in fullness. We can read it in Job 2, 3, 4. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause? Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thy hand, thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee in thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, is in thy hand. Behold, in his hand. I'm sure the devil was thinking, Oh, wow, this is my opportunity. I'm going to show him that he's going to curse him, I'm going to show him that he's going to leave the message. I'm going to show him that he cannot praise the Lord in church. I'm going to show him that he will not be listening to the tapes anymore. I'm going to show him that he's not going to have that love that he can care for others. I'm going to show him that he's going to leave his faith. I'm going to show him that he's going to leave his joy. But God is saying, no. 
I know where he's standing. I know what I've put inside of him. I know that he can overcome. I'm giving him a test because I know that he's an overcomer. I'm giving him the best thing for him because he's going to prevail. Oh, glory to God. Prophet says in the message I know, see if everything had turned against him, his, even his servant wouldn't speak to him. His wife was a stranger. There he sat in an ash heap, that great trial, and the church came and turned their back to him for seven days and no one to comfort him. And of course, I'll say even his own wife, the only one who could have comforted him, maybe if he had the message of the hour. I would say, I was choking uh, my wife on that. I said, if he has the message of the hour, say, you know, the, the best thing that God can give a believer is a wife. Now my wife can't even comfort me. What's wrong? <laughs> oh, Job, you look so miserable. Why don't you curse God and just die? Job replied, Job 2.10. But he said unto her, That speaketh as one of the foolish women speaketh. What shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. Can we say together? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. Thou speakest like a foolish woman. Not you are foolish women, that I speak of that is foolish woman. The prophet says to him, will I accept? For him will I accept, says, now watch. That man had went through trials. This man who had been purged. God was not dealing with a sinner now. He was dealing with a saint. See? A man that's been purged by God, proving to Satan, the first purpose for God, proving to Satan that there are mortals who will serve him in the face of conflict. God is making you go, is making me go through certain things, through certain trials, through certain tests. as the best thing that he can give us to show to the devil that there are mortals who will serve him in the face of conflict. In the face of disappointment. In the face of things that you, you were not expecting. But God is using you and I to show to the devil that we are overcomers. The prophet continues, says... Now, but none of them saw what Job saw. All them, after seeing angels and seeing God and all these saints, he's talking about the heroes of faith. All the heroes of faith have to face a certain, certain test. They have to face a certain trials. They have to go through certain things. But he's showing them. None of them had saw what Job saw. All of them, after seeing angels and seeing God and all these things, they never saw nothing to give them hopes beyond the grave. But Job saw the resurrection, he saw Easter, he saw the thing that comforts every heart. But how, what made him to come to the place that he could see the resurrection? The best thing that God has given him. Without the best thing that God has given him, God, Job would have not been able to see the resurrection. God is making you and I go through certain things because he has a plan to show the glory of God himself in a mighty way. 
God wants to unveil himself. God wants to reveal himself, how great he is, and the plan of the redemption that he has for us. May God help us to have the right mental attitude. Because the right mental attitude will always bring the good result. As, 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 as Martha and, and Mary went through that trials, they kept the right mental attitude. Lord Jesus Christ, we know we called you on that time. We called you on that time. We called you on that time. Listen to what the prophet is saying as, as we read that message of the, resurre- the uh, resurrection of Lazarus. He, he called, they called Jesus Christ. They called Jesus, but he didn't respond. He, didn't re- he went further. He went further. He went further. But that trial was to show the glory of God. This trial is not for unto death. This trial is to show the glory of God. And when Jesus came back, the martyr, when he saw him, he said, Even now, Lord, even now, you are still the healer. Even now, you are still the restorer. Even now, you can still bring the restoration. Job now thinks 4,000 years the prophet says, My Redeemer lives. 4,000 years before it happened, he had the assurance. I know my Redeemer lives in the last days. I'll stand on the earth, though the skin worms destroys this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Whom I'll see for myself, mine eyes shall behold and not another. There was a deep calling to the deep in Job. I believe God wants to bring us to another level of maturity or revelation. So what God has allowed to happen to me now is the best thing that could happen to me. Let that sink for a moment. What is happening if you have a believer and a born-again Christian? What is happening to you now is the best thing that could happen to you. So there's no need to complain. Maybe God could have given me something better than this. Why this? Why that? Why don't present? Why don't presently have this? Why I don't have that like the other person? No, no. As a son of God, what God has allowed to happen is the best. I will keep trusting in him and claiming by God-given right that he has chosen to give me at this appointed time. I know it's hard, but Lord, I just want to trust in you. I don't understand. It's hurting. I don't know the end result, but I believe it's the best thing for me. Just give me courage to keep moving on, to press on. I love your word. I love you, Lord. I thank you. You are the provider. Lord, I just want to thank you that this is the best thing that I can do. You know the end result, Lord. Because God followed the same principle. Before eternity, God was God. He was God. Inside, inside of him, there were a lot of attributes. Inside, he was the healer. He was the savior. He was God. 
He was Jehovah Jireh. He was all those things. But there is no way to express that. I'm sure the God has created, I just put a little my thought here. God has created Satan, has created angels. They are worshiping him. They are worshiping him. They are worshiping him. That he became God. It was attributed. He was not God before. It was just Elohim. Now he became God. Now they started worshiping him. Worshiping him. But God has a burden inside of him. I want to express myself as a healer. There is an attribute inside of me as a healer. There is an attribute inside of me as a provider. How, how, how can I do that? The angels are there. They have everything. They, they are worshiping everything. And I'm, I'm not even satisfied with their worship. Because they have everything. They have everything. I'm not even satisfied. I, 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 I want a son. I want a son who can express his, his worship. His worship to me that I can love him. That I, that I will adore. That I will appreciate. That's what I'm longing for. Satan not knowing what is in the back part of God's mind. He started rebellion in heaven. And he took a part of it. Part of the angels. You thought maybe he was working on certain things. If you allow me to say something, maybe God was just, oh, that's good. Because that's part of the plan. I need, I need someone like that. Because he's doing that, I need some. Because my attribute has to be expressed. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know that he's working in my plan. He doesn't know that I will be glorified more and more. Satan is doing all this stuff. He's thinking that he has an upper hand over God. But God has control of everything. He just wants to express himself in a good way. Took a portion of angels, one of them. And we know the story. He went into Genesis. And then even there he deceived, he, de- he deceived Eve. And Eve sinned. Maybe the devil will think, oh, now, now I got, now I destroyed God's purpose. Now I destroyed God's plan. Now I've, I've destroyed what God wanted. Now I'm in the midst of that. God is just thinking, oh, he doesn't know that that's what I wanted. He doesn't know that he expressed me more and more. He doesn't know that now I will be the healer. Now I will be the savior. Now I will be Jehovah Jireh. Now I will give Jehovah Shalom. The angel doesn't know me as Jehovah Shalom, but now my sons and my daughters will know me as Jehovah Shalom. Shalom and rest in the midst of trials. Oh, praise be to God. That's the best things to overcome. The approach to God, the prophet says. Now, if you notice, but now when the disaster struck Job home, the children was all killed. Job had it, it was destroyed. God wasn't rebuking Job. He was only purging Job, amen. I like that word, a purge. The branch that bears fruit, then God purges it. That will bring forth more fruit. No, I just want this fruit. That's just one fruit is now from the God. No, you are, you are able to produce more fruits. You are able to produce more care for others. You know, when you go to a certain trial, if you see someone else going through the same trial, you understand it. You understand it. You know 
when someone is sick, when the call you receive, when you are sick, what it means. You reply to that. You know it was not there before, but now it's manifested because you went through the same thing. Oh, I see. My children don't serve the Lord. That's the best thing that God could ever happen to me. Because God will restore them back to me. And now I will understand when someone else is going through the same trial, I will encourage him, you know, God is making a plan to bring your children back to you. Because what he did to me, he can do for you too. Just keep pressing on. Just keep pressing on. Just keep pressing on. Hold to God's unchanging word. Jumping a little bit down. God wants his household straightened out, so he gives you a little whipping so you can get straightened up. It makes you love him more. Now let's look at Abraham for a moment. The best thing that I can give you, Abraham, we can hear the conversation of Abraham with God in Genesis 15:15. Abraham is saying that these things, the world, the word of God came, the Bible says, after these things, the word of God came unto Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me seeing I go childless and the steward of my house is this Elias of Damascus? And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given me no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine hair. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine hair, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine hair. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven. And tell the stars, and if thou be able to number them, and he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. But Abraham still waiting for 25 years more. Abraham, in order to be the father, in order to be the father of faith, the best thing that I'm giving you is for you to wait 25 years more. If you take his life or say, maybe God said, before I give you, the air for you, you have to wait for one, almost 100 years more. Is that really the best thing? Did Abraham's faith decrease? Did Abraham say, no, now, you know, God, I believe you for the first year, but the second year, I don't see any change, so now I give up. No. Did Abraham, say, did Abraham say, you know what, God, you know, I, I believe you, but I, I will wait only when the result will come, then I will start glorifying you? No. The Bible says he became stronger and stronger, stronger and stronger, glorifying God every time, every day, checking, Sarah, is there anything happening? Oh, nothing is happening. Glory be to God, the miracle will be greater. Sarah, anything happening? Nothing. Glory be to God. There is something happening. It's greater. Because God is making me go through the best thing that he can give me to show how miraculous the, 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 miracle, the, the healing is going to be. 
God is going to produce the miraculous by showing how difficult it becomes, how hard it becomes, then the power of God is being manifested. When it becomes almost impossible, I would say impossible, impossible to human mind, impossible for, for the medicine to deal with it, impossible for any other man to deal with it, then God is intervening to show how glorious he is, how his attributes can never fail. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's read Romans. 1724, as Paul is relating to that. As it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. Before him he believed even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. But Abraham will take that and speaking about Abraham will say, as a seed of Abraham, we don't look at the symptoms. We don't look at how things, how the doctor says. We don't look at how things might be impossible. We look at God's word. We look at God's promise, amen. Because as Abraham, he believed in hope against any hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, be considered not his own body now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Faith is revelation. Faith is what gives you authority over the devil. Faith is your victory. Faith is what God gives you to see God's promise. Amen. He says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Being fully persuaded that when he has promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone. I like that. It was not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed to him, but for us also. What Abraham went through, we are going through also. But the promise and the victory that Abraham got, we also will have the promise and the victory that Abraham had. To him it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Prophet says in the communion, Now notice Abraham out of the field where he was sojourning his brother. He called it Lot. It was really his new nephew, his brother's son. The time came for the testing. Lot weakened under the testing. That's what shows the calling. Testing shows the calling. Lot weakened into the testing, under the testing. But Abraham, because of what God put inside of him, he became stronger, stronger, stronger. Not the strength of, of, of Abraham, but the strength of God inside of him. It's not going to be your own strength. It's God's strength. David strengthened himself in the word of God. When this, the, the devil is a master of discouragement. The devil is a master of making a Christian nervous. 
But what I'm saying in the message that I know is this. We, we know those things will happen. The, tri- the trials will happen. But the devil, what he's trying to do during those trials is to make us nervous. God, I don't want to become nervous. Help me just to focus on your word. Help us to look at your promise of God. Let me just stand on what you promised. Let my eyes focus on the promise of God. My binocular stays focused on Calvary. The price is already paid. God has promised me my redemption, my full restoration. He says, he is a perfect picture. Oh, he is a perfect picture of the carnal believer today. When the testing comes... To stay on the barren land, Abraham gave him his choice. And Lord lifted up his eyes and saw the field, the valley, and it was full of grass, it was full of fine, fine homes, it was full of gaiety, it was full of sin. And Lord, being of the carnal nature, loving his present world more than the things to come, chose rather to live, to live luxurious in this life than to have life hereafter. Abraham, a perfect type of the true believer, who has been washed in the blood of the Lamb, whose affections were set on things above, said, I'll take the way of the, of, I'll take the way with the Lord's despised few, regardless if it costs my popularity. Whatever it costs, I'll take the way with the Lord's, Lord's few. And he chose to stay in the land where God placed him under the testing time. That's why the Bible says, James 1, 2, 4, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith work of patience. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire and entire wanting nothing. God is not asking his children to count something as a joy, knowing that it's a bad thing. If God says, count it as a joy, because he knows it's a good thing. He's trying to help you and me see what he sees. Because faith sees what God sees. You might not see it as good now. But God is trying to remove the veil so that you can see that it's still good. Because the Greek word translated for perfect, which is teleo, it means of full age, means of full age, brought to its end, finished, wanting nothing necessary to complete. It means that you have come to the full, the full grown adult, adult of full age, mature. God is saying, I believe, you are an overcomer. Let patience have a perfect work. Let patience come to maturity. Just be of good cheer. Stand still and know that the Lord is God. He's trying your faith, our faith. His own faith. That's what God is trying. He's not trying your flesh, not trying your mind. He's trying his own flesh, his own faith, because he knows it's going to produce the end result. Romans 5.15 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith in this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations 
also, knowing that tribulation work of patience, patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. The word experience there, it means tried character. God is working on our character. God is working on our character because character is not a gift. Character is a victory. God is working to make our character become more mature. Amen. The prophet says in the message exposition of the church ages, in the book exposition of the church, is unless we suffer with him, we cannot reign with him. We have to suffer to reign. The reason for this is that character simply is never made without suffering. Character is a victory, not a gift. A man without character can't reign because power apart from character is satanic. But power with character is fit to rule. This bride will rule because God is molding her character. I would say, I would say God has given the best thing to the bride of the, of the end time. What is the best thing that God has given to the bride of the end time? He has put the bride of the end time in the most deceitful age. To show to the devil that this bride is able to reign. This bride is able to govern because she has overcome. Since he wants us to share even his throne on the same basis that he overcame and he sat down on his father's throne, then we have to overcome to sit with him. The little temporary suffering we go through now is not worthy to be compared to the tremendous glory that will be revealed in us when he comes. Oh, we are looking forward to that day. What treasure are laid up for those who are willing to enter into this kingdom True, true much tribulation. But Brother Moses, I'm taking the suffering. I did not, I don't go back to the world. But are you worshiping God the same way, even through tribulation? Oh Lord, help me to worship you even through tribulation. You are still God. Like Paul and Silas, when they were in that jail, they were not trying to put different reasons why this happened, why this happened, why. I was, doing, I was right doing my job. I was preaching. I was, I, was, I was spreading the message. I was doing right my job, and then this happened. Why am I in jail? But no, God, I worship you. I bless your name. You are worthy to be praised. All is well. And then deliverance came. <laughs> because God will not leave you, will not forsake you. He's just checking your reaction, and your reaction will produce the result. Yeah. You're still talking about Abraham. Having a son was not the Waiting to have the son was not the only trial. There was also another trial that God gave him in Genesis 22. One to it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. He said, Take now thy son and thy only son Isaac, whom thy lovest, and get thee in the land of Moriah 
and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee. And Abraham starts complaining. And Abraham said, God, this is my son. Why do you want to take him? No. Abraham rose up early in the morning. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took of his young man with him and Isaac, son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went up in the place of which God had told him. Abraham did not just believe that. Abraham just didn't think that I'm going to sacrifice this son or I'm going to kill this son. And then God is going to bring him resurrection. He was actually thinking to take that son, to kill him, to burn him as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a burnt offering. But even as a burnt offering, even after that, God is still able to bring that son back to me. Because God promised that he's going to give me an heir and a nation through that son. And that was the faith, the faith of Abraham, how he trusted in God. I don't want to understand, I don't want to figure out, I don't want to think about it. But it, because God said, and I believe God, and God is going to make that come to happen. I don't know how to explain it, but God is going to fulfill his word. That's the faith God is giving to the bride. Let's read verse 9. And they came to a place which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar and upon the wood. And Abraham stretched his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called to him and of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, the lad neither do, thy, do thou anything unto him. For now I know that that fear is God. God being infinite, didn't know that Abraham will do that. Certainly God knew that Abraham will do that. Certainly knew God knew everything that you do that. But God was testing Abraham for Abraham himself to recognize what God has put inside of Abraham. God is making us go through certain things to show how what God has put inside of us will always bring the victory. For now I know that fear is God, seeing that that's now we've held a son, that only son from me. Verse 16, and said, by myself if I son said, the Lord, because I has done these things and has not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore. Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemy, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. In other words, Abraham, I knew that you were an overcomer. I wanted to bless you and bless your seed. That's why I gave you that trial. I want all the seed to possess the gate of the enemy. After trial, they will possess the gate of the enemy. The message I know 
It's those crucial hours that press us on on those sacred sands. It was God in the Bible. Remember, no matter how great the distress is, Satan cannot take your life until God has finished with you. Praise be to God. No matter the pressure, no matter what, no matter what God is allowing the devil to do, he cannot take our life until God has finished with us. He cannot do anything to you and to me unless God has finished our plan with us. There is nothing can happen to you unless God permits it. There is no evil can come unless God permits it. That's for your good. He's working that. Amen, Amen the prophet. Let, let's think, the prophet says. So just think about it. If God permits anything, if God loves me, that's why it's important sometimes just to sing that little song. Oh, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. If God loves me, how do you know that God loves you? He's elected you. He revealed the word of God to you. Not on your own strength, not your own ability. God revealed the word of God to you. God revealed himself to you. God saved you. God has revealed the word of God to you. And if God loves you, now, anything he will permit, it's covered under his love. If he loves you, everything that he will permit, he'll allow the devil to do, it's covered under his love. It means it cannot hurt you. It cannot hurt your real you. It cannot change you. It cannot make you lose. It cannot make you be lost. Nothing can shake you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Because the love of God is unconditional. If God loves you, nothing can take you out of the love of God. Because of the love of God for you, let me say, because of the love of God for you, you are more than an overcomer. Because of the love of God for you, everything works for your good and for my good. That's what the prophet says in perfect faith. We were sinners, alienated, without God, in the world, in that mark of mud. As I talked about this morning, God came to us. God sought you. You never sought God. No man can come to me except my father draws him first. God came down in that, mu- in, in that mark, what you were, and sought you out and brought you out. That ought to create a perfect love. Look what you was and look what you are. What did that? Somebody that loves you. Can't you have faith in what he promised you then? Real, genuine love will create a confidence in his word. God loves you. He took you out of the mark. He took you out of the mud. Out of the things of the, of the world. He changed you. He molded you. He gave you the Holy Ghost. Oh, praise be to God. It says, when I was an alien from him, so he loved me so Till he stooped down to get me and pick me up. That gives me confidence that he wants to use me. He's got a purpose in doing it. He's seen something in me. He's seen something in you. He had a reason to save you. Look at the people that I'm saved today. 
Look at the millions he could have, no, he, he could have took beside you, but he took you. Amen. No one can take your place. Amen. You are in God's economy. No one can do it. That is love to you. That what, won't your love reach back to him? There is a love affair. No matter what the situation is, its circumstances is governed by its love that creates faith. That God loves you and you love God and you love one another. That brings faith. God loves you and you love God. Everything works together for those who love God. He called you and now if you love him back, he loves you and you love him back. Everything works together for your good. That's what the devil wants. His, his weapon is to try to separate you from the love of God. He wants you to think that, oh, does really God love me? That's what he came to the prophet when he's going through the hard times. He came to the prophet, do you think that God really loves you? Do you think that God really cares for you? You preached about him. You served him. Do you think that he really cares for you? The prophet says, even in the midst of that, I was about to agree with what the devil was telling me. But something in type side of me came out and says, even though he slay me, I will still love him. I will still serve him. What is making me go through? There is a purpose for that. It's the best thing that he's giving me because there is a victory after that. For his testimony and for his glory. Then it says, then when the floods came to destroy the world, it could not destroy Noah. Noah could not be destroyed because that God had a work for him to do. One day down in a great nation under great bondage, there were some Hebrew children that we know as Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. It came to a place where they had to make a decision that something had to be done. An overcomer has to make a decision. Satan could not take them. He could not drown Noah in the flood until the purpose of God had been finished. He could not burn up the Hebrew children until the purpose of God had been finished. He could not kill Job with boys and troubles until the purpose of God had been finished. Neither can the lion hit Daniel until God's purpose has been finished. Neither could death and old age take Abraham until the purpose of God had been finished. Neither can he take you or can he take me until the purpose of God of our life is finished. So we gather from their consolation. Why does God let troubles come? God harnesses trouble, puts bits in the mouth and make it obey him. And those troubles bring us into a closer fellowship with God. What is the best thing given unto the three children, Hebrew children, was the trial. Because when they saw the trial, God bring them to see the trial. And after the trial, God gave them the, they gave them the gates of the enemy. God gave them the victory. They could see the angel. They could see the son of man. They could not see the son of man before the trial. Daniel couldn't, couldn't see the pillar of fire before the trial. The trial produced the pillar of fire. The trial produced the presence of the Lord. Oh, praise be to God. The prophet says that one quote, maybe I'm out of have time to get to it. He says, God, when he gives you a test, he comes to you during that test. <laughs> oh, glory to God. He doesn't leave you alone. He gives you a test and he comes to you during that test. 
because he wants us to come to a closer fellowship with God. Oh God, help me to understand that what I'm going through is an answer to my own prayer. God, I want a closer fellowship with you. I want a closer relationship with you. You have answered to my prayer by giving me this trial. Just help me to have the courage to understand and praise you during this trial because there is going to be a victory out of it. You will not forsake me. You will not leave me. You are faithful. Your word can never be broken because you are the same yesterday to them forever. If you did it for Job, if you did it for Job, if you did it for Abraham, if you did it for the three children, if you, you did it for Daniel, you will do it all for me because you are the same God. Remember there are only two stages, either you're in trouble or preparing for another one. For those who are in trouble, good time to, read, to listen to the message. I know. He knows. Sometimes he, he remains quiet, but he knows. He understands. He cares. He's waiting at the last. Sometimes he's waiting at the last minute. Sometimes he stays quiet. He's just telling you, my grace is sufficient for you. Just keep pressing on. I've given you grace. I'm with you. I'm, I'm working on a plan. I'm showing something. Just keep pressing on. There will be a victory out of that. And for those on stage preparing for another one, when it comes, remember. It's the best thing God has given you. Actually, I was right there on, on that, on that court. We have an anchor that's in the veil. We can't see sometimes, but we know it's there. Little boys were flying the kite. Where is it? I can't see it, but I know it's still there. Yes. Says so that's right. We may not be able to see it. Times get dark. The clouds may hide his blessed face too for a spell. But remember, the clouds may hide his face, but doesn't hide him. He's still there. It can't hide the sun from you, but it's still shining beyond the clouds. Faith sees the sun beyond the clouds. Here's what Moses mother in the conflict of testing of faith. And every child, every son that comes to God first must be tried. God tests your faith. Now, look like God could have just simply bypassed the whole thing and don't have any appropriate, but just cut the thing off. God, you could just make it so easy. You just make... Why, why did you let us bypass the theophany? Think about it. He made us bypass the theophany just to be tested. <laughs> oh, I'm going back to my theophany. God allowed to be bypass the theophany to be tested and so to show the attributes of God. God, we just, God, we just make it simple. No, I have a purpose. Let's continue. This timing is running out. It says, but it's better. It's better that he gives you a test and then comes to you when you are in the test. I like that, don't you? The greatest experience of my life is when I come up against a mountain that can't get over under it or around it. Just, just stand still. God will move the thing back. He will move. 
No matter how dark the cloud is, faith pierces it yonder with an eye that looks beyond anything the devil can set before you because God is our victory. Amen. Amen. God is our victory. God is our victory. When the children of Israel came into the, came into the Red Sea, God could have chosen a different way, make things easier, just three days and go, just few, two or three days and go there and come in, the, in, the, in the, the promised land. God said, I'm going to bring them in a different way, my way, in order to do that, to test them. Is it to discourage them? Is it to remove them? Is it to destroy them? No, to test them to show the true, real overcomer. And when they came to the Red Sea, as they, were, they didn't understand it yet. They didn't understand that the same God who delivered them from Egypt is the same God who will make a way through the Red Sea. It's still the same God. And even Moses, a little bit, started a little bit, he was a little bit worried. He lost a little bit of control. God told him, why, why, why do you cry? Speak. You have the word of God. Speak. Claim, claim your interest. Claim your God-given right. Speak the word of God. And when you realize it, oh, just, oh, I'll just stand still and believe in God. As I'm closing, last that I didn't even go to what I prepared, but give me five minutes as I'm closing. When they came to Jericho, all the other ones were not overcomers, all the ten spies. They saw the problem. They saw the giant. They saw the difficult things. They saw all, all the negative things. They told them, Moses told them, go into the land, inspect the land, spy the land, come and give me the report. He didn't even send them to ask, to ask them to go and check the land and see if we can overcome. No. That was not the mission. The mission was go describe the land. You will see that it's matching what I've already given to you as a, prof- as a prophecy. Go and you'll give me the report. What the matter of overcoming it, we know we are going to overcome it. God has already given us the promise. But they went there and they came back and started complaining. We, we saw it's true that it's a land where it flows milk and honey. But they are also giant. We look like grasshoppers. That's not part of your language. That's not part of your, your report. That's not part of what I ask you to do. But Caleb and Joshua, when they looked at that, look at that. I remember what Brother Harold used to say. When they look at the giant, they look at the giant. That it was not for them something to be discouraged. They look at the giant. There's all oh, that's so big. Oh, praise be to God, we are not going to miss them. It will be easier for us to shoot them. So the challenge that God is giving to you is not to discourage you. It's to show how God is going to give you the victory. We are more than overcomers to overcome anything that the devil can put on us. We are more than overcomers to overcome anything that God can allow to be on our way. Do you want me to give just another example? Joseph, God gave him a dream. Say, you know, you'll be a ruler one day. But as he's going through his life, and his, love, his father laughing him, and at a certain point, 
his brother started hating him. Maybe he could not understand why they're hating me. Why this? Why this? I would say the best thing for him was that the brothers started hating him. That's the best thing. They put him in a pit. He got sold. Just put yourself in the place of Joseph. As he's going through that being sold, when is this trial, when is this dream going to be fulfilled? What I'm living now is completely the opposite of my dream. It's not matching my dream. It's not matching God's promise. It's not matching what God told me. Oh, Joseph, that exactly the dream being fulfilled. <laughs> Let me tell you what you and I we are going through, that exactly God's word being fulfilled. It's not separate from God's word. It's just God's word being fulfilled. Maybe went went to Potiphar. I'm just squeezing time here, and everything went fine. And started working there, and he became the master of all the slaves. Maybe thought, oh, now I've reached it. Now my brothers, one time maybe they will be also sold a slave. Maybe now they will see me here. Oh, I'll be the master. God says, no, that's not the time yet. Go to the jail. The best thing that happened to him is that he had problem with the wife of Potiphar. It sounded that completely different from his dream. God, why am I in this jail? I thought that when I was there, it was maybe my best place. But God, if you could tell him back, tell him back the best thing to you for your dream is what you are going through the jail now. The best thing for your victory is what you are going through if you are in trouble. Because God will give you the victory. Victory day when looks like everything has gone wrong. God is giving you a trial. He's got confidence in you. He doesn't have to baby you around. You're not a hotbed plant or hybrid. You are a real Christian. God is giving you a test. See what you will do about it. Amen. No wonder Peter said, the fiery trial, why count the joy? It's more precious to you than gold. Many times... We hem and hoe what, well, that's something God has given you to overcome. He knows you will do it. He's put his trust in you. He knows that you will do it. Musicians can come. As our mission are coming, the prophet says, Christ is revealing his own word. The stabilizers has been put on the ship. Great fearful waves are out here before us. But we know just beyond that wave yonder, we are nearing the shore. We are nearing the shore. Just stay stabled. Just stay in the word. Stay with God. No matter how you feel, what anything else, stay right with the word. Let it stay stable. When you see all these things, big clouds around and storms coming and atomic bomb and everything else they are talking about, 
but our stabilizer is right straight in the word. God said it will be here. We'll crest every one of them. Yeah. We'll go right over the top of them. Yes, indeed. They can't sink us. They can't drown us. You put us in the grave, we'll come out again. They are all there is. There is no way in the world to keep us down. We'll crest every one of them because our great ship captain, chief captain is calling us to the other side. We are anchored in Jesus. The storms of life are brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I fear no wind. Whatever it might be, let it come. What may, what will, doesn't make any difference. We are anchored right there in Jesus. If I live, I live to the glory of God. If I die, then I could die to the glory of God. I just want to, it's the glory of God is what I want to do. That's all over. It's God, you, I, I don't want to stay any longer. I want to go to my reward that I brought for me. What, not what I've earned, but he bought for me what he gave to me by his grace. We can never be. It will not sink you. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Ray, have that own way. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way, for thou art the Yielded and still, have thou one way. 